Some days back, I ran into a topic about how there's finally a PlayStation-like controller for the Xbox, like it's something that we've been needing for some time. Now, it's not an official first-party controller. Obviously, it'd be a third-party controller. This topic really kind of rubbed me the wrong way, though, because it kind of acts like somehow the PlayStation controller's layout and general design was better than the Xbox controller, and I've always personally, passionately hated the Sony controllers, and I have a list of reasons for why. In the past, I've discussed the evolution of controllers. It was in a broader topic before about just um, Nintendo's contributions to the industry and stuff. Um, but the PlayStation controllers are the laziest design between PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo consoles. When the original PlayStation came out, it was originally supposed to have been an add-on for the Super Nintendo. There was a partnership that fell apart between Nintendo and Sony. Nintendo actually broke it off in favor of going with Philips. But when you look at the original controller for the original PlayStation, it was clearly based on the Super Nintendo controller. It had the same layout as a Super Nintendo controller. The only real difference is that they added a couple of grips sticking out the bottoms. Well, that and for some reason they decided to rename all the face buttons a bunch of random shapes instead of letters like the uh, general universal industry standard. Then when Nintendo 64 came out with an analog stick on their controller, Sony decided like, oh yeah, that's a brilliant idea, we ought to do that. So they tacked on a couple analog sticks just kind of off to the side from what they already had set up on their previous controller. So the directional pad and the face buttons are where you would naturally want to rest your thumbs when holding it and that makes sense if that's your main means of control but now that we got the analog sticks it they it doesn't make any sense to have to reach down to the bottom center of the controller for the analog stick but that's just where they lazily slapped it on off to the side somewhere then when Nintendo 64 introduced the rumble pack Sony saw that and decided okay let's do that too so they added a rumble function to their controllers but ever since then, now here we are in the PlayStation 5 era, so five console generations that we could have uh, improved on the controller design, and we generally haven't. They stuck with the same basic layout for the D-pad and analog sticks, triggers, buttons. They've tweaked it a little bit, added six axis here and haptic there, but this, the general layout is essentially unchanged after five console generations now. I mean, they could have taken this, all these opportunities with all these new console generations to improve on their controller. And I don't mean like adding extra little features, gimmicks, or whatever. I mean the, just the general layout and shape of it. You know, Microsoft didn't keep the exact same layout as the original Xbox controller. I mean, yeah, the configuration's the same, but the shape improved quite a bit. The original controller was a huge, bulky contraption, and it got a lot smaller and sleeker and more ergonomic. So what are my issues with the PlayStation controller? Well, I've already for one thing mentioned the shapes instead of letters for the face buttons on the controller. Um, Microsoft uses ABXY, Nintendo uses ABXY, uh, Sega used letters for their buttons, not always ABXY, I mean it depends on how many buttons they had, uh, Sega Genesis was ABC, but pretty much everything has used letters for their buttons, but then Sony decided no, that was too easy and too logical, too practical, too, made too much sense, so we're just going to slap a bunch of stupid random shapes on there instead. 
So I had grown up as a Nintendo gamer. I had the Nintendo Entertainment System, Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo 64, and then GameCube. And somewhere in that generation, I decided to also get an Xbox, originally because of The Elder Scrolls III Morrowind. And then I also got a PlayStation 2 Slim whenever I was reading about the upcoming Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I mean, yeah, I knew about Grand Theft Auto before San Andreas, but for whatever reason, it just never captured my interest until I'd read articles about San Andreas. I thought, wow, this really does seem something interesting to me, uh, something pretty cool, something neat. Uh, but when I was playing it, I had trouble with the, you know, what should have been A, B, X, and Y. Instead, it was square, triangle, giraffe, penis, so whenever I'd be playing mini games in there, like there's this one that you had to do like dancing or something, and it would have buttons that scrolls along the bottom of the screen, and you have to press the right button at the right time, I had a really hard time with it for a little bit. I had to keep looking at the controller, kind of like back in the NES days when I was really first getting into gaming, you know, looking down at the, and back then it was only A and B. Uh, but you know, now I had all these ridiculous shapes that had no rhyme or reason to their arrangement on the controller. Now, some Sony fanboy might want to argue that there isn't really a, a, an arrangement that makes any sense to those letters on, you know, A, B, X, and Y on Nintendo or Microsoft consoles, but there actually is. If you look at them as almost radiating outward from your right thumb, you got a row at the bottom right which is A and B from left to right on the Microsoft controller or reverse direction on the Nintendo controller. Um, and then farther out, you got the top row on the top left, which is X and Y from left to right. Now again, on the Nintendo controller, it's right to left. But either way, there's a, a direction to it, a flow to it. So you have the f starting end of the alphabet on the bottom row, A and B, and then at the other end of the alphabet, you got the other row, X and Y. Now, you might ask, well, why wasn't it Y and Z? Maybe they thought the letter Z sounded too much like B or whatever. I don't know. But the point is, there's a logic to it. One end of the alphabet on the first row, the other end of the alphabet on the second row. And whether it's left to right on Xbox or right to left on Nintendo Switch or whatever, there's a, um, a pattern to it, a logic to it. There isn't really a similar logic to circle, square, triangle, X on the PlayStation controller. It's just random shapes arranged, whatever they felt like slapping them on there. Now, if you're sitting there coaching a friend of yours how to play through this game or whatever, press this button for this, press this combination of buttons for that or whatever, it's a lot easier to me, it seems, to say A, B, X, Y versus square, triangle, and then if you're on a message board somewhere on a computer where you're typing it out, A, B, X, and Y are right there on your keyboard. There isn't a square. There isn't a triangle on your keyboard. And while people will use like the letter O and the letter X, technically there isn't an O and the letter X on the PlayStation controller. It's a circle, and O is not a circle. And then there's an X, which is the shape of the letter X, but it's not actually the letter X technically, if you want to get technical about it. It's a shape, not the letter. Now, what I've historically done in the past is I get a PlayStation and then look for a third-party controller that had a more satisfying layout for me because I so passionately hate 
Sony PlayStation controllers. One of them that I got, I can't remember if it's for PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 3, repositioned where the L2 and R2 triggers were so that they're a little bit farther up underneath the controller instead of all the way out uh, where they normally are right next to L1 and R1. What I liked about this was it, it felt like I had better support holding the controller this way because I could actually put fingers on all four of those, you know, L1, L2, R1, and R2 at the same time and keep them there and still feel like I was comfortably supporting the weight of the controller because a lot of the weight, the bulk of the controller was resting on my middle fingers on those L2 and R2, the way it was arranged. And I thought, well, this is genius. Why don't we just make this official on the official controller? Now, in fairness, this isn't a criticism here of just the PlayStation controllers because Microsoft could do the exact same thing and it would be neat there as well. On either a PlayStation or Xbox controller, I feel like if I had four fingers on all those shoulder buttons and triggers, that it only leaves the two weakest, tiniest, most awkward fingers supporting basically the entire bulk of the controller. And it just seems a little awkward that way. Fortunately, I don't very often feel the need to do that. Now, something that is directly specific to the PlayStation controller is ergonomics. Or, in the case of PlayStation controllers, what I have more, to me, accurately described as anti-ergonomic I love the feel of an Xbox controller from Xbox 360 to present in my hand. It just feels like it's the perfect size and the exact form of it. Every curve and line on there is like they took a lump of clay and just had me grip it with both my hands. And whatever shape it took, that's what they made the controller. It just feels like such a natural fit in my hands. I have never yet found any generation of PlayStation controller that feels anything close to that to me. Now, I haven't personally owned every generation of PlayStation. I do still have a PlayStation 2 and 3, and I remember at least those controllers, whenever I'd hold them, the grips didn't really feel so much like grips. They were like little conical nubs that I kind of cradled in the palm of my hand. I just felt like, man, why are they so short and why are they so conical? And this isn't the only ergonomic oddity about the PlayStation controllers. I think at least with my PlayStation 3, I had convex triggers. And why in God's name would you ever have a convex trigger on anything? I've never seen anything else have a convex trigger. Not a gun, not a power tool. I mean, think about it. Think of all the things you've ever used in your life that has a trigger. How many of them? has a convex shape to it instead of concave. I mean, it's, that's like an unwritten universal law that it has to be concave for all triggers on anything that would ever have a trigger. And yet, for some reason, on the PlayStation controller, Sony decided, well, no, we'll flip it the other way around and we'll make it convex. And I would love to have been a fly on the wall in whatever meeting led to that. Like, I want to know what their justification was for choosing, for going that route. I mean, for that matter, why does Sony do any of the things that they do? I mean, it almost seems like there's a clear trend here that anything that makes sense or is a, a standard, like, everywhere you go, they decide, like, no, let's do the opposite of that. We're going to be rebels. It wouldn't surprise me if in the future for PlayStation 6, they decided, hey, you know how, like, everybody's trying to cool the game consoles down with fans or whatever? 
let's go ahead and put a heater in there. And while we're at it, you know how like everything runs on AC currents? We'll mix things up. We'll go with DC. Our new PlayStation 6 will run on direct current. But now I get to what led to this episode in the first place, and that's the placement of the left analog stick and the directional pad. I mean, yeah, I've already covered where they just kind of lazily tack stuff on wherever they had room for it initially in the original PlayStation generation. But several generations later, why are they still where they are? Why didn't they look at that and decide, you know what, it would make more sense if we flip them around this way. I've seen Sony fanboys throw around memes of controllers kind of mocking the asymmetrical layout of the other controllers for Microsoft or for Nintendo Switch. As if being more symmetrical with the PlayStation controller somehow is better. I mean, yes, yeah, symmetry is more aesthetically pleasing, but form shouldn't override function. The things on the controller that you use the most should be closest to where your thumb wants to naturally rest on the controller whenever you're holding it. Now, once upon a time, several decades ago, a D-pad was a standard means of controlling your character, but in more recent generations, we have went to games that typically favor analog control, over a d-pad now i'm sure there are still some games in which people may prefer a d-pad maybe fighting games but for the vast majority of games i'd say most of us uses the analog stick way more than we'd ever use the d-pad so why oh why would you put the d-pad where your thumb wants to naturally rest on the controller and have you awkwardly reach way out for your primary means of control which is the left analog stick now, I can almost hear some Sony fanboy wanting to argue, what do you mean where your thumb naturally wants to rest? So, opposable thumbs are a wonderful feature of humans that most animals lack, and one of the key things that led to us becoming where we are today with all of our technologies and capabilities way beyond any other animal could ever have imagined but from moment to moment in our regular day-to-day -day life, we don't go around with our thumbs just jutting straight out all the time. I mean, maybe if you go around hailing a ride 24-7, or you go around making jokes about this guy and pointing at yourself with your thumb, but a normal human being doesn't go around with their thumb sticking straight out every moment of uh, the waking hours of the day. I feel like a basic resting pose for your hand is a semi, not quite a fist, not a full tight clenched fist, but not all the fingers jutting straight out either, kind of semi closed up. But seriously, next time you're out walking around at the store, or if you have a busy job that you work at with a lot of employees, or just walking down a, a city street with other pedestrians on the sidewalk, just kind of casually observe how people hold their hands when they're walking around. You know, they, you don't, you, I, I almost guarantee you won't see them walking around with all their thumbs and fingers pointing straight out everywhere. They're probably kind of semi-fisted, almost, you know, half-closed up maybe. So if that's what feels natural for a hand, the, I feel like it just makes sense that the closer you are to that, Holding a controller, the more natural it is. To me, this means that logically we shouldn't have to reach for the left analog stick. It should be right there where uh, Sony's been putting the D-pad all along. Now, if you're ever in the market for a controller for computer, it often seems like they 
based their design off of the PlayStation controller instead of the Xbox controller. But I would argue that it's not so much because that design makes any more sense or is in any way better as much as that's what more people are used to because the PlayStation has uh, always outsold Xbox. I guess similarly, I also suspect that this is why a lot of people, for whatever reason, stubbornly favor that design um, because that's what they use the most, what they're most used to, not that it's necessarily better. I definitely don't believe that they're better, and I passionately hate them. I found it absurd to talk like Xbox somehow would benefit from having a controller available that was closer to the PlayStation controller. I feel like instead it should be the other way around, that the PlayStation desperately needs more controllers similar to Xbox controllers.